0: there's so many people that you can get angry with reasonably. So, but this is a systemic issue because when you look at the law, the law protects the officers. It says if officers are being, and again, I'm not, I'm not arguing in favor of the officers, I'm just saying that the law basically says that if officers are fired upon, they have the justifiable reason to fire back. What's missing from there is any exceptions and and it's operating on the presumption that the officers are in the right. Mm. What if they're in the wrong? Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Rhonda Gatry, the emotionally drained one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well articulated nonsense. Walker! Can you come to our game The podcast. Peace and blessings, beloveds. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to our latest and greatest. We thank you for your continued support of the podcast. Guys, do us a favor if you haven't already. Subscribe, follow us, leave us five-star reviews, show us love on whatever streaming platform you are listening to this podcast on. We just want you to want us to know, We want you to let us know that you rock with us. uh, And we appreciate that. Also, guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe and like the podcast. That helps us out a ton. And you can go to our website, which lists all streaming platforms, all social media platforms. Gatry, that website is good, sir. The TippingPoint.com. That's T-H-A TippingPoint.com. And with that, let's get started, man. Let's shout out. Let's see. Who should we shout out? What us? What type of listeners listen to us, Gatry? Uh, I would assume let's shout out people who are either on the way to or on the way from their jobs that they either love or hate. Can we shout those people out? I say we shout, shout people them out, tend out. To listen to the podcast, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. How are you? You, you sound kind of... Uh... Melancholy. Are you all right over there? Yeah, dude, I had a rough night last night. Are you? A- <laughs> how? Uh, okay. You get no sleep? Well, I got a lot of sleep. Um, well, uh, how was it was rough. It, this is going to be transparent. That's kind of what I bring, I guess. But um, no, nah, Walker. I uh, had a date night with my wife and it was an absolute bust. <laughs> Where's my sound effect for that? It was a it was a bust, bro. Um <laughs> So I had planned I had planned this nice outing for my wife and I almost a month ago. And you know, I got real excited about it. I arranged everything. All she had to do was get dressed and show up, right? Should get be in the car at the right time. So um anyway, we get there. Uh we're headed there. Things are great. I'm just like on cloud ten or whatever. You know, I'm just I'm hyping with my with my mane, with my boo thing. What do y'all say, Walker? Um <laughs> We don't say that, but go ahead. <laughs> So um, anyway, we get to the uh we get to the restaurant pause. Shout out to automatic seafood. Oh my goodness. These folks know what they're doing. Anyway, um, and and I have to I have to also shout out and uh bring some awareness to their COVID awareness. Oh my goodness, dude. Um uh, it was a perfect night for it. We sat on the patio spaced out, uh no one was really near us. Um. Yeah. Uh, mask on. All that stuff. I was, you know, slide my mask up. I was chewing. Slide it down for a bite. Slide it up and chew. Chug. Slide up. Chew. um Pull up. Drink. All that stuff. Uh, <laughs> Walker, you still awake over there? Barely. Okay. So now, nah, man. Um, a few Kendrick Lamar references <laughs> wake me up every now and again, but continue. <laughs> So we're there, uh, conversation isn't really flowing for real You know, she's talking about the kids a whole bunch And I'm trying not to talk about the kids any Uh, So anyway, food comes out And you know, Walker, I'm a wannabe hype beast So I'm like, you know, taking the pictures of the food and everything You know, trying to boost up my IG stories and all that stuff And um, I do a pan shot from the plate to my wife And she's got this frown on her face And I'm like, hold on, what's going on? Is that on your story? I didn't post it, she begged me not to post it I know, I was, you know, I was gonna go I was gonna go transparent with it um, uh, Date night fail was gonna be my hashtag But uh are <laughs> you not know, pan up and she just got this look Of sheer disinterest So I'm like, hey, what's good And you know eh, yeah. So, uh, you know, we go back and forth about it And I was like, look, you really don't want to be here, do you? You can be honest, it's okay I can feel it, I can sense it, it's all good and um, you know, she denied all that or whatever, and we continued eating and ha- had basically, you know, <laughs> no conversation whatsoever beyond that. And yeah, we had a huge argument when we got in the car. So, um, I want to make a point, though. I want to make a point again. Your marriage doesn't make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> say what? <laughs> I missed that. I feel like it needs a sound effect. Though. <laughs> what the marriage you say? doesn't make you happy? <laughs> oh, sh- I don't know, bro. <laughs> But, um, but I, I, I want to point this out because I thought about our listeners uh, during this uh, verbal skirmish my wife and I had. Um, they, this, was a, this was a point in our marriage of 11 years to where uh, <laughs> neither, of, neither of us were happy, right? Um, she, she, she had made me unhappy because of her lack of enthusiasm, and I seemingly had made her unhappy for pointing that out. Um, but I want everybody to be aware like uh, this is my bride this is my woman I still love my wife I told her that last night I told that again this morning and you know I reminded her just how much you know her making the time to do this meant to me even in the midst of all the angst Um, but you know this is the point of marriage well you know you're not clicking on all cylinders and it's not all you know um, peaches and cream I know y'all say that walker so um that was my night last night. Good meal, bad date. But can I uh, can I ask you a question? Like why what, what was it? I was gonna it wrap it was this so up with a with the great well, go ahead, Walker, because this show's about you. No, well, my question is for you to <laughs> yeah. expound. Like you're being kind of vague in your story. Like, what was the issue? The issue was my wife really did not wanna be there, right? She she's just I guess, for whatever reason that night she just wasn't into it, right, and um, her energy reflected that, and I called her out on it now, I don't think she really wanted to deal with that, so that led to the to me questioning, okay, well, our date night's not effective, you know um do do you value this time that we get to spend with each other, which is pretty much never what? you know, so like where Where do we go from here what What type of uh alternative measures can we employ to make sure we are giving the marriage the time and attention that it needs? If it's not automatic seafood on a Saturday night, then what is it? You know so and I just that, oh, I'll just greet it with a bunch of opposition It's like, it's not that, it's not that. Yeah, we need to do that. Ooh, 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 ooh. And so I I really (laughs) – I guess the the only thing concrete I got from her argument was it wasn't the right time or place to call that out. So – Oh Okay, so the argument was more so about you confronting her her mood yeah. for the evening, right. and if if not that date, then okay. Yeah, I'm gonna send gotcha. you a, I'm gonna send you a picture, Walker, so you can see. Oh, I'm gonna send you the story I was gonna post because I just I want you to get it for a fact. I love my wife; she asked me not to post it, so I'm you know I'm not gonna put this on our IG or, any, or anything. So, listeners, I'm sorry you can't see it, but just use your imagination and just <laughs> or Google "average black woman look of disgust," and that was what my wife. On on. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, also uh, changing gear or switching gears. And then we'll, I promise Walker, we'll get to you. I'm hogging the mic right now. Uh, Walker, I watched a, I binged to watch a show on Netflix called Sneakerheads. Have you heard about wanna this Walker? I want to see it. I, wanna see it. Oh. I, just, I right now I still have to finish The Social Dilemma. Oh, which Walker. is good. It, it, I've read about it. I can't bring myself to watch that. Why not? <laughs> because it's gonna change so much about my life, you know. And I'm no, not, ready, not ready to I'm not ready to make that change. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. Uh but nah, dude. Sneakerheads. It's almost out. gonna be like What the Health. Everyone who watched What the Health was back eating McDonald's <laughs> and other fast foods in two weeks tops. Okay. <laughs> A week for me. Um There you go. <laughs> but no, dude, Walker, I can't wait till you see it because I know you're gonna see some striking parallels between the the show and this uh this human being Culture. you co-host with. No, 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 with me. Oh. Because I, I could yeah i 'm not going to spoil it, but I could relate to uh, a lot of what this what the star of the show was going through and, and his uh, his attempts to just you know stay not even on top but stay heavily involved in sneaker culture and Walker, you know why my why my sneaker ism has been on the decline just because there 's not a lot of heat out there that I, that I really like i 'm still looking but i 'm not really procuring much. Um, It it was good for my soul to hear certain shoes referenced and uh, some of the cameos just uh, literally I I was jumping off the couch. I was so excited. So uh, this show is made for knuckleheads like me. And I highly recommend it for anyone, even if you're not involved in the sneaker culture, just because the dramatics in it will just have you wound up. It's so good. Very cleverly written. Um, also, too, I think the people who did uh, the show Atlanta are involved with this. Oh well, that explains a lot then. <laughs> and I liked Atlanta, so like, I it, it's on it's on one of my list of things to watch for sure. Gotcha. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Well, enough about me, Walker. I've been blabbing for the past what 20 minutes. What you got going on that side of the internet? I can't wait till I make today's show. <laughs> <sighs> Hurry up. <please. laughs> um. No, I'm good, man. Um, yesterday, me and my wife um, enjoyed quality time together on the couch. Uh, she wanted to be there with me So, uh, in marriage, sometimes you find someone who enjoys your company. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Finish him.
0: So, last why. night was a good night over here at the Walker household, guys. Keep hope alive with marriage. Thank you. Hang okay. in there, guys. It's tough. <laughs> God, someone has to bring the sunshine. <laughs> um, no, I'm good. Um, you know, I talked extensively last week about me starting a health plan, and um, I started it for about all of a day.
1: <laughs> <Hold on. laughs>
0: Walker, br- I-, I love that you're bringing us a transparency. Let's hear it. Grand opening. Grand no, temporarily closing. Not you, bro. Well, well, the reason for it is I'm starting again tomorrow. The reason why it was such a short, short stint is because midway through the day on Monday, I'm talking about I'm going ham. I'm drinking green tea in the morning. I'm drinking my eight ounces of water with apple cider vinegar. I'm, like, almost to a gallon halfway through the day. Um, I'm eating my meal. Like, I got all my meals in um, on Monday, which was brutal, by the way. Just that, again, that extra meal. Midway um, midway through the day, I felt a little uncomfortable tingle in my throat. Oh. As if you're about to come down with something. No. And I did. Um, now, fortunately, fortunately... It's not COVID related. So I never developed a fever. (laughs) I never developed like chills or I I didn't, you know, I could taste my food. I could smell like all the symptoms that people are, uh, that are commonly associated with COVID. I did not experience just a sore throat. So since I'm already at home working from home, I was able to take naps. I was able to, you know, take in a lot of fluids and uh, a little medicine and rest up. And I was good within like two or three days, but it threw my whole plan workout schedule off. So I just said, screw it. Let's just start over next week. So that's why, that's why I didn't have a good week last week because I was kind of under. So, so it wasn't, it wasn't the plan itself. It was just, you fell a little ill, pretty much okay all right cool pretty much no i was there is hope I was, for black america 100 no like i i was just i was feeling good i was like all right I'm, i got day one under wait hold on what's that feeling and so yeah it was just yeah yeah i don't know if it was just the temperature change because you know the temperature dropped like 10 degrees over the past weekend uh, my wife Had some cold symptoms over the weekend Which I think that's kind of where that came from Oh my Um, So yeah So yeah I I just got derailed Last week more so than like Me realizing I can't do this So A lot of NyQuil and chill (laughs) (laughs) Facts Facts I'm gonna let you live with that that corny (laughs) joke Mr. Today Show You know I gotta uh, get them all Al Roker, watch out! Gatry is coming for you. Okay, Ronnie Gumble is on the move, or Ronnie Roker. <laughs> I'll take either at this point. Ronnie Rumble, <laughs> I'll call you Ronnie Rumble. Oh man! But other than that, um. Other than that, it was it was a good week. It was actually kind of dis- a disappointing week, if we want to go ahead and get on into the, the main story. Walker, I just opened up the floodgates. Let's go ahead and get to it. This is what people want to hear about anyway. <sighs> so what I'm happy about is we have been giving updates, what, the past several weeks about the Breonna Taylor situation. And... Um, it was getting closer and closer you know i i i had uh reported last week that uh daniel cameron was presenting uh, evidence and information to the grand jury who were going to decide whether or not to indict the officers involved in the brianna taylor uh killing and uh, the grand jury decided this past week so um uh, what are your thoughts on everything uh, of course if you unless you've been in a rock you know that it was not favorable it was not a favorable ruling on the part of brianna taylor's family and loved ones and those who wanted to see justice in this situation so gatry your thoughts man walker these uh, these sentiments are going to be numbing but i'm going to project them anyway so uh first and foremost I was saddened and disheartened by the ruling, uh, but one thing I was not was surprised. Okay, um, you mentioned this Walker. We kind of stepped our listeners through the timeline of updates on this on this case as it reached its climax, right? Like it did uh, last Thursday, I believe. Uh, Walker, when Wednesday. I uh, Wednesday, okay, Walker, when when I uh, when I started reading about the settlement that the family got, this was a warning shot for me. Right. This was. Um, this let me know that something suspicious was going to happen. And then the day before the ruling, when the when the governor of Kentucky called for a state of emergency, that that let alone went ahead and prepared my emotions and my heart for what was to come because we all knew at that point, right? Um, right. So, so I will say, I'm not surprised. I saw, I saw uh, something on social media saying, um, do not blame the system for the system did not fail us. The system did exactly what it was designed to do. And Walker, that's the sentiment on my heart right now, um, as unfortunate as it is. So um, with that, I will add Walker. And in learning about wanton law, whoever knew that was a thing and how and how it seemed like the case was really focused on that aspect of this incident and uh, far less on the life that was lost on the life that was lost of that being Breonna Taylor and the numerous um, errors and judgment on our uh, not our but on the Louisville Police Department uh it, it, it was hard to di- digest the angle they took in getting to this ruling so um, I I hate that for the I hate it for the family. I hate it for those involved. I really hate it as we said last week I hate it for Brianna Taylor's boyfriend uh, just because this is something he has to replay and then he he has to wear on his heart not only that horrific incident but the fact that um, the wall, of their apartment uh, that they were in received more justice than his now slain uh, girlfriend or former girlfriend, I should say. So, yeah, Walker, that concludes my feelings about it. Um, what you got? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have much different from my my sentiment is very similar to yours. Um, what I do, what I do want to do here is just kind of just what we've been doing this whole time, and just giving people information that they may not have been privy to. Um, As you mentioned, man, like the state of emergency was declared, there were police barricades set up um, in the city in anticipation of what was going to be protest as a result of the ruling. You don't have people protesting like that if it's a favorable ruling. So, again, a week ago, I know you were you were very um, you were very critical of the settlement um, that, that came about. And I mean, I understand, understandably. So, um, I know it's in a completely different courts, so I wasn't moved as much. Um, and I was still hopeful for the family, uh, wanting, wanting what they wanted. But after, after the state of emergency was declared, we just kind of knew where this was heading. um, what we're all curious to find out, man, is what exactly was presented to the grand jury? I think that's the million dollar question, right? Because of course, the lawyers, uh, Benjamin Crump and his team of lawyers, they they already have questions about what information was presented based on Daniel Cameron's statements. Did you hear his statements? Yes. Um, and he alluded to the fact that there was one, um, there was a testimony or neighbor who heard the officers, right. But according to, but according to, uh, the, the Breonna Taylor's family, the, the lawyers for Breonna Taylor, her, her family, they basically said there was like 11, people who said they did not hear. And even Kenneth Walker said that police did not announce themselves. They knocked. So based on his testimonies, uh, his testimony that he did hear knocking, they, they were, were, uh, woke up out of the bed hearing knocking. And when he didn't, and, you know, we can talk about this more in detail, but when the police did not announce who they were, that's when it all went downhill from there, basically. um, so yeah, like the question is, and according to uh, Benjamin Crump and, and the, the team of lawyers on the part of Breonna Taylor's family, I had to do some little research on this online. Apparently the person who said they heard police announce themselves initially did not report that. Mm-hmm. So it was through a series of interviews that eventually that person got to saying that they did hear police announce themselves. Very interesting. And that was what was presented to the grand jury. And what and what uh, the Taylor's family's lawyers are wanting to know is how comprehensive of the how comprehensive is the evidence? Do we know that that one testimony initially said that they didn't hear police evidence, right? Like what's being presented actually? Um, I I just think I think this is a classic example of when we say that this is systemic. This is a systemic issue. Um, In hindsight, after looking at a lot of the information and details, Gatry, there was really no way she was going to get justice. Like we can get mad and angry at the grand jury, Daniel Cameron, for either omitting Or, you know, the evidence or whatever, we can get angry with him or at the officers who did this or the judge who signed the no knock or the officer or the detective that that uh, perjured themselves to the judge to get the no knock warrant signed. Uh, Or the officers for for basically tampering with the crime scene afterwards, not providing aid and assistance to uh, Breonna Taylor. Like there's so many people that you can get angry with reasonably so. But this is a systemic issue because when you look at the law, the law protects the officers. It says if officers are being, and again, I'm not, I'm not arguing in favor of the officers. I'm just saying that the law basically says that the, if officers are fired upon, they have the justifiable reason to fire back. What's missing from there is any exceptions, and in it's operating on the presumption that the officers are in the right. Mm. What if they're in the wrong? Which There's so many missteps that happen along the way here, right? Clearly, we know that they're in the wrong, but they have a law that protects their actions no matter what. No accountability. Again, that's one of the things you and I talk a lot about is that we just want to see police held accountable. If if we really believe the notion and most people have said throughout the course of their life that no one is above the law. Shouldn't that apply to police officers as well? And if you are, if you are, if it's bad, shoddy police work that led to the death of someone who was not a threat, who had no drugs in them, in their system or in their apartment. And if they're dead today, someone should be held accountable for that. And so, again, it's just. When you talk about systemic, you're talking about changing laws because my thing is, how does that, to me, no knock warrants are unconstitutional, just in my personal opinion, because it violates a person's right to bear arms. And if you're in a council doctrine state (laughs) and you're having street clothes and you're not announcing yourself and you use a battering ram into someone's home, what do you expect that person to do? After midnight, I mean, you see what I'm Walker, you like, wouldn't be—you like, wouldn't like, be in your clear I'm, mind at midnight if someone was breaking into your front door. You see what I'm saying? Like, who come who comes to the door immediately to answer? Listen, the only thing you're expecting—I told this to my wife. The only thing I'm expecting after if I'm if I'm a single male, the only thing I'm expecting after midnight is a, is booty, <laughs> right? But since my girl is in the bed with me. Not expecting anyone. Well, it could be a side piece. And your girl's in the bed with you. Hey, whom, stranger. Clearly, things have you happened. never cheated before. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I don't think that's how that works. Let's hope I never for that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no comment. So, so what I'm saying is, is that what I'm saying is, is that like when you talk about systemic systemic issues you're talking about a system that is designed to protect the oppressor and so we can deal with the individual people placed in said system but they're only the reason that they can do what they do is because they're protected and so you know again i understand the argument of of abolishing i don't think it's a great message because it's so triggering to people when you say abolish the police basically those people are saying to your point that the system that was created it worked the way it was designed to so in other words brianna taylor was supposed to die goodness gracious right You were supposed to wrongfully charge someone for exercising their Second Amendment rights and standing their ground, and then you just say, oh, my bad. I mean, but that's the feeling, though. That's how the system is supposed to work. That's what you're telling me, right? Walls have more value than a black life. But we can't say black lives matter. But the system worked the way it was designed. Again, it's systemic. It's just a systemic. This is when when we say systemic racism, and we talking about these issues that are systemic. This is a prime example of what we're talking about, right here, case in point. And the fact that this has just been we're moved, we're moving on, and onto like it's 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 just unfortunate. So. That's all really I got, man. Well, um Walker, I had I had a question for you cuz I thought about you as I heard some particular sentiments about this. Um and this this is just an ongoing discussion we have. I know Walker, so prepare yourself. But um, you know, Mike Muse, uh shout out to Sway in the Morning, Shay 45. Uh, really did a great job of unpacking this ruling, you know, step by step, sound clip by sound clip. And um, Mm -hmm. as he unpacked everything, his ultimate, uh, I guess his ultimate judgment at the end of the day was challenging people to vote. And he even charged and said, you can't get mad when stuff like this happens if you are refusing to vote. Well, you came on my heart walk. You came on my mind because I know we've talked about, uh voter logistics before and uh, specifically to the black community. So I just I just want to know and and again, I'm not I'm not trying to push you a certain way. I just want to know what you what you feel when things like that are said about cases such as this one. Um I don't I don't feel a way about it. I don't feel a way about it. Um I'm not anti-voting. Um I'm just not anti-voting. I, I think I think we have a very outdated approach to voting or to to the political process, right? And so when we tell people to go vote, I understand that you don't want to direct people in a certain direction. I get that. But if I go vote and let's say I go vote Republican, <laughs> did I really do what you wanted me to do? Mm-hmm because voting republican means I'm voting in favor of what Daniel Cameron who's a republican did. Right? Mm, there's nuance there, but I see where you're going. Wait, there's what? There's nuance there, but I see where you're going. I, I can you say it three nuance? more times. Yeah. Yeah, and this this is this is a this is as a non-republican saying this, but I just I, I don't I don't think it's fair to just to to encompass the entire Republican Party in this ruling I don't so if we're voting for a mayor in Kentucky in, in Louisville Kentucky hey. and the mayor's Republican the mayor co-signs this Hypothetically I don't I don't even know the mayor's political affiliation in Louisville but let's say that he's been complicit okay and I vote for him does that apply to what I'm saying maybe but also maybe not. Yes, Ghetty. Well, and see, and see, and, and Walker, this is this is where this is yes. where I, this is so funny the dichotomy here because now I'm airing on the side of nuance, and you're airing on the side of black or white, right? You're you're encompassing everybody and their views to one party, and no one can have no one within that party can have a slightly different view. Everybody's view is this. Everybody's view is that. This but is this is great it, for let the podcast the scenario because you're you're. If I explain the scenario and then you're trying to apply nuance, you're weaseling out of my question. No, if the mayor listen to the question, if the mayor has is is a Republican and they've been complicit in this. Let's say the mayor who is in place right now has been complicit in all of this. Right. Or is in agreement with this. Right. And I've continued to vote. I vote for the same leadership that has watched this city. Because again, the mayor also is connected to the police chief. Right. Right. Who's also connected to the police department. Right. So if the mayor has been complicit in a way to this, you're holding him responsible and they're not really addressing that systemic problem. And I vote that mayor in. Isn't that a problem? Well, wait, 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 wait. Now, now you've changed your question. Your your initial point my was my question was that I'm making it clear. No, 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 no. That was my point. No, no, no. You you were essentially saying if you vote Republican and these things happen. That applies to every Republican you could ever vote for. That's how that's I took it. That's not what I was saying. That's how that's I took it. That's not what I was saying. That's, that's how I took it. what you heard. That's maybe what people heard, but that's not what I was saying. Okay. Since then, I have made it clear what I was saying. Okay. Okay, so we go by what I'm saying now. Sure. Yeah. Okay. If I go to the polls and I'm I'm checking, I'm filling in a candidate. And and again, as a voter, I should know what that candidate stands for. Right. Okay, and and, and credit to Mike Muse. He was he was encouraging people to get more involved, do more research before they vote. I did. I I, I excluded that part. Okay, so again, I'm going to answer your question based on what you give me. So I agree with what Mike Muse is saying. We should educate ourselves on the voting process. But when we're telling people, well, you just need to go vote. Vote for who? Again, it's 50 50 at that point. Right. Right. You're right. So if I'm just going to vote, there's no strategy there. And for the most part, because we're intellectually lazy, I tend to just vote for whoever the majority thinks I should vote for or my environment is encouraging me to vote for. Right. I'm not voting on unha- with a clear understanding of what the issues are and whether or not the people on the ballot actually have a plan to address those issues. Right. Right. So what I'm saying is, is I don't have a problem with the voting process. I just think, I just don't like the fact. I don't like the fact that we're just telling people to vote. I think we should encourage people to educate themselves on the issues and to, and to determine Who on that ballot on that ballot is actually trying to address those issues. And if we do vote for that person, I think our responsibility goes beyond just showing up at the polls. You have to put pressure on these elected officials to to make good on whatever promises that they're they're making to the general public. Right. Right. So, again, voting is just a part of the strategy, in my opinion. And so when we emphasize voting while it's important, again, I look at it this way. Voting is like tires on a car. It's like an engine. Let's just look at it. Let's give it more credit, more weight than that. It's an engine, right? The engine should work and be in tip-top shape and condition, right? Correct? Yeah. You need a good engine for the car to work, right? All right. Right. But if you don't have tires on the car, it doesn't matter how good your engine is. True. So the engine, in and of itself, is not all you need for our community to address a lot of these issues. And in this case, the engine is the ballot box. There you go. Okay. Again, mobilization, you need wealth in your communities, right? because that affects the next level of the political process. You need people, pull. we need as a community, we need to pull our resources together, develop wealth and industries. Because again, when I look at these, these candidates on a presidential level, and I see who's donating to their campaigns, I'm seeing big time businesses donating big time dollars to these candidates. They're not just doing that because they got money to throw away, no. They're trying to they're trying to reserve their positioning to get some of their interests met, right? So as, as a community, we have to play that game when it comes to the political process. And when we tell people to just vote and not empower ourselves as a community to not understand the issues that we need, have our own agenda and have politicians agree to do our agenda for us, then we're just we've just become basically political pawns. We're just going to help make push someone else's agenda because we're, un, we're ignorant about what the true issues are. Voting is important, and we should vote, but we also need to understand who we're voting for, what the issues are, how we as a community can mobilize to, to address those issues, and we're getting a politician that we put in place to meet our agenda. That's all I feel, but when we just tell people this is why we need to just vote, I need you to add some meat to that skeleton. All right. nope. I need you to spell that out, because most people don't understand what's all involved with the political process. They just hear go to the polls, and that's triggering because we've been hearing this for years, Gatry. Haven't we? Yeah, Did, or we just started saying this four years ago. <laughs> no, we've heard it for a while. Vote or die. So, yeah. so a person the vote, who the asked the question... What difference does it make? There are, there are, they're speaking to years of us saying the same messaging. Well, Walker, Walker, easy, easy here. Okay. <laughs> the crux of my question was do you think voting changes stuff like this? Effective voting? Or do you think the systemic issues we have outweigh <laughs> whoever is in office? Voting can change it. Okay. Um, I'll put it to you this way. I'll put it to you this way. It's not enough to just hope we have good police officers, right? We should when we when we construct our own communities, we should recruit people from our community good people to be officers, right? Mm, yeah. In other words, we put people in specific positions that understand our community and understand our needs, understand how to talk to us, deal with us the whole nine. Correct. Right. I think the same principle applies to politicians and we should, we should, we should, instead of encouraging, and there's nothing wrong with encouraging our kids to play sports, right? <laughs> but we should encourage our children to be politicians and be on the city council in, in our communities to be the mayor. Right. Right. Because these people grew up in our neighborhoods. They understand our people. They understand our neighborhoods. So when they present themselves and they have an understanding of our community and what we need, here is someone with we've propped up that we know that can, that will operate in our best interest. Now, that's at a small level, but it also works very similarly at a larger level when you're 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 voting for senators and you're voting for mayors and governors and the whole nine. Right. Right. So I think that when we have people in place who have the ear of the community and we show up to the polls for them, absolutely. Absolutely. And even if you don't have that person in place, because we understand that that can be difficult at these different levels of government, right? But at the same time, having an agenda and having someone who's willing for the sake of our votes, agree to our terms of what we want to see in our communities, then yes, I feel that that can change things. But if we're going to the polls and voting and we're not putting a demand on our vote in terms of holding them accountable for what we want to see change, we need you to change this law in Louisville that says that there's that gives no exception to police being able to fire back when fired upon because here we see an example as to where that's a bit of a gray area and the police should not just get off on the fact that they are officers and they can fire back when fired upon. Make sense? Yeah. That's that's just how I feel about it. Okay. I know that was a lot. That was no, a lot. No, like I said, you were on but my heart. Your thoughts were on my heart. That's why. That's why I asked you, so thank you. I don't. Yeah, I don't have a problem with voting. I just feel like when we just say you should go vote, vote for what? Yeah, vote for who? Most people don't even know what they're voting for. True. <laughs> Very factual. And and I'll even be honest. I, I I target certain things that I look for, especially in like. The local elections, and and I'm usually always shocked by the other other seats that are up for vote on the ballot that I've done absolutely no research on. So, right, you know, I, I'm guilty of of some of that, but you know, I am intentional on you know finding the issues dear to my heart and finding which candidate aligns closely with that. So, yeah. It's going to be difficult, you know. I mean, it's possible, but for for the most part. You're going to find a very low percentage of people who understand every candidate on that ballot yeah. and what their platform and agenda is. I think about when I when I was 18 and I was voting for the first time man. I didn't know nothing. I was just like, man, <laughs> they say I'm supposed to do this. Let me go ahead and do it. Boom. Civic duty fulfilled. Um, back to my foolishness, you know. So. And for, for the most part, some of those people on the ballot don't even have a website. Like right. you can't even find out what their agenda is, even it's, if you wanted to. Especially here in Alabama. Good night. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, yeah. some of this stuff you can't get around. Right. Like it is what it is. Right. But for the most part, in in a lot of cases, there are people who are running for positions that you're being asked to vote on, and you have no clue what either platform is about. Right. And if you did your due diligence and you actually consulted with your 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 value system, whatever that is, you may look at both candidates like, um, is there is there another person for this? Mm, yeah, maybe you have to maybe you need more than just two people running to address some of the major issues in your community. Sure. Maybe these two people are are missing it. So that's 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 my whole thing. It I, I know I went over I went way over just just ranting, but I prompted you with a question, so I will allow it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Walker present with Brianna Taylor's family, though, for sure. Yeah. Um just just yeah, got to I didn't be know tough. if you had anything else, but I was no. gonna transition on into the prayer list. Yeah, go for it, bro. Uh Yeah I thought some prayers with them Um, Many of those who have been Protesting uh, Many of those who have been on the front Lines trying to seek Justice uh, for the family Um, I thought some prayers Um, It's unfortunate but again It's it's, You're talking about a complete overhaul Of a system That was not designed To work for For us um, it works for police officers really well, um, but it doesn't really work for us. And so you, you're talking about a complete overhaul. And that's why, you know, salute to Dr. Claude Anderson, who has who, given a plan in his book, Paranomics, for how we can overhaul that system by creating our own systems. So, uh, yeah, man, my, my, my thoughts and prayers are with the family, man. Um, did you have anybody else? The Kansas Comet. Gail Sayers passed away early this week. Um, I mean, I, I never watched him play, but, uh, you know, I'm very well versed in his in his highlight reel. Uh, NFL legend, of course, um, arguably one of the best running backs to ever tote the pill, as you people say. Um, rest in peace to him. Uh, prayers for his family as well. Delonte West. Um, there was photos that were released that showed him kind of in a bad, unfavorable situation. Um, Again? Yes. Lord. And um, I mean Delonte West is a former NBA player who played for Cleveland um, during LeBron's first stint there. And um, it's been widely stated, allegedly he's been suffering from mental health issues. And uh, he's found, he's now found himself on hard times. And so you just hate to see a story like that. Um and I think many people were reaching out to the NBA and other people to try to get involved to try to help them. And so um my thoughts and prayers are with him, his family, those close to him. And uh I pray that he gets the help that he needs. And um it's it's an unfortunate situation. So these guys are more than athletes, man. Like these folks are dealing with real things, man. So Don't just look at him as a guy that dribbled a basketball professionally. I mean, this is a real person. Right. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Shall we transition? Discuss the trash? Sure. SEC football is back. Discuss the trash. Discuss. Why? see what I did there? I mean, I think, you know what I'm impressed with? I'm impressed with how you can just cop an attitude just on demand like that. Explain yourself. Why why are you so skilled at doing that? Oh, I thought you wanted football. I don't know, Walker. I'm weird. Huh? No arguments there, but I, I'm just I'm just questioning behavior. Like you know, you want to talk about it. I just don't know why I'm I getting don't, all don't. That. That's the thing. I wanted you to to pay attention to the joke I just put there that you just skipped over. I didn't see. I didn't hear it. I said disgust, as in disgust. Why are you disgusted? Um. This this no, nothing nothing matters this year. I'd I'd almost I'd almost rather not have college football really because you know you, you know. You, you, Why? I pick up my phone and I'm looking at, you know, Mississippi State beats LSU. No one cares, you know, because this is like a COVID season. This is just like I don't think I don't think that's true. Well, OK, think about it, Walker. I, and, and, you I, don't care, but no, people, care. no one cares. Think about this. Think about it. And you're not going to care after I say this. Think about how everything is set up right now, right? You've got this conference saying, we're going to start in November. This conference saying, oh, we're going to start in January. So th- think about it. No one's on the same page. Schedules are weird. Schedules are different. Some teams are playing eight games. Some teams are playing ten. Or some conferences are playing ten. How, when, when all this is said and done, if it's ever said and done, whoever wins the national championship this year, and I kind of think the same thing about the NBA, it is not going to matter because there are so many asterisks. So it's just like, what was a little part of me excited to see Alabama play last night? A little bit. I mean, I watched. I watched some of the first quarter before <laughs> you had to go to date night. Uh, <laughs> but it just it just wasn't hitting the same for me. It just wasn't because I got, I still got concerns. I got concerns about these guys like. You know, what about droplet transfer? You know, like, is anybody thinking about this? What about the wellness of these young men? And and at the end of the day, Walker, we're playing football in a pandemic. I agree. So it's just like that. That's things like this make it hard for me to really care. I just I think you don't care. And that's fine (laughs) if you don't. But to suggest that no one cares, It's disingenuous and wrong. It's not a suggestion, Walker. It is a fact. They wouldn't have brought football back. It's a fact that no one cares. No, that's not right. I'm emotional. Clearly, the NCAA cares because they understand how much money gets generated from their TV deals. And that's my whole point. That's my whole point. No, they care about money. Again, again, my emphasis is on the players, the well-being of these guys. No one cares about the players, basically. Walker, you always wanted me to be detailed. I'm not going to do that. I'm here for a fact. <laughs> um, anyway. So if you don't care, then we're just going to move on. How about that? Because well, I was going to ask you some questions about the past week or so. But go ahead and ask me, Walker. We're here. We're talking about no, it. My no. My other no, dorts are know, short. I got short dorts, Listeners. <laughs> enjoy sports and probably are having sports conversations but you don't want to have it do you? I'm willing to have it you just want to go to the next topic ask me the questions biggest surprise yesterday <laughs> why are you rolling your eyes with that one <laughs> biggest surprise uh, I feel like I'm talking to a wall you're going to love this one Choke Oklahoma. <laughs> giving up an incredible lead, and Spencer Rattler getting rattled. That was my biggest disappointment. (laughs) That was my biggest disappointment. (laughs) I can't believe I'm giving away this stuff for free. Ronnie Rumble, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anyway, but for uh, is this even Week One, Walker? Like, I mean, what are we talking about? Uh, right. <laughs> but whatever we're calling it, no. That was the my Big biggest surprise. Week Twelve has been the biggest disappointment. <laughs> Walker, do you think they? Care? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't if I was them. I would not care. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, dude, how much of a lead was that? Like a thirty-seven point lead they blew. (laughs) Playoffs. I just remember glancing at the score, you know, and I was like, "Oh well, no reason." I didn't see the score as it was unfolding. Right. Um. I just saw it after the fact, and I was like, "Wait, this is the same Kansas State that 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 dropped just lost." Lost to the Sun Belt, whoever team that was it Coastal Carolina? I don't, I don't know. Arkansas State. Arkansas they lost State. To Arkansas, State. Right. Well, Arkansas State's been playing good football at uh, yeah. on their level for yeah, a, they, a while. So. Yeah, they can definitely beat Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> at any rate, um, that was my biggest surprise. Yours? Mississippi State for sure. What? Mississippi State for sure. I had upset alert written on this one. Did you? Yeah. Ever since, ever since your homeboy Chase said I'm not catching balls for y'all this year, I was like, man, Air Raid is about to come in a, into a Bayou Nation. They're going to win by like five or six points. Um, I had LSU yeah. dropping several games. This wasn't one of them. Oh yeah, dude. You know, this wasn't one of them for this me. Reason what's Paulie going to do with Mike LSU leaves? Going to struggle this year. Your quarterback leaves. Top receivers leave, but the play caller. Ooh, Joe Brady. At Carolina, Joe Brady gone. That's a huge setback. Yeah, he, he brought he had the magic. Right. He brought the magic. And they were trying to do they were trying to do a lot of that stuff from what I saw. It just wasn't the same. Yeah, it ain't the same. Right. The, the mastermind is gone. Yeah. The mastermind is gone. So I already knew they were taking a step back. I just wasn't expecting. Mississippi State to be hitting on all cylinders week one. That's the thing, like, Walker, like they, weren't like State, they weren't even hitting on all cylinders. They weren't. Mississippi State was going to be, like, becoming a slowly dangerous team as the season progressed and as the guys got acclimated into that system. Walker, but they, from Walker, game one, they hit LSU in the mouth. They weren't hitting on all cylinders. Mississippi, Mississippi State, State was playing a bad brand of football. Mississippi State? Yeah. That's, that's what I'm telling you. That's how bad LSU is. That's why I'm not shocked. They sure. lost. Sure. I mean, I get it. I get it. It's not like Mississippi State played a flawless game, but they they played well enough to win. They played well enough to win. Next question, please. I, I can't deal with this. You can't deal with what? You. Can you go to the next question, please, sir? Wait, they didn't play well enough to win? Walker. Next, is that the next question? <laughs> What, what's not what's not true about that? I didn't say it was untrue. I just can't deal with you right now. I want to go to the next question because you're being irrational. It's your go. I'm I'm off this topic. Walker, your boy Donnie told me and a lot of other people that if reelected, he's going to allocate five hundred billion dollars for black people like you and me. Discuss guys trash. Discuss. Oh, (laughs) so number one on this Black America plan, Walker, the KKK. Um, Show it more respect. No, that's what they're calling it. They're calling it Black America. No, show more respect to it. Okay, the Bring America Black Plan. (laughs) Um. (laughs) First and foremost, Walker. uh, Oh, the Platinum Plan. That's disrespectful. I couldn't deal with that. Um, no, no, no! That's what he called it. I know, but I don't like that. Um, Why you don't like it? Platinum? That's just so. That's so ethnic. That's hood. What is that? That's a, this is a disgrace. Platinum. There's nothing hood about platinum in and of itself. Now, is it pandering? Yes. Thank you. Okay. So, um, use your words. <laughs> words mean things. In this plan, be- in this plan, Walker. The first and foremost part is he wants the KKK and antifa to be designated as terrorist organizations just those two okay um, also the plan calls to make lynching a national hate crime we you know how that story ends um black economic empowerment and access to capitals also another uh, another bullet point in this plan. And more education and uh, Seemingly more money to HBCUs These There were more than that Walker These are the four I want to focus on Walker you buying this or are you selling this for a high Um Create 500,000 Black businesses over a four year period Are you going, you're June, going to the bullet points Even more Make Juneteenth a national holiday yes. Safer Now here's what I wanted to highlight that I didn't hear you say. And if you said it, my apologies. Safer black communities with highest policing standards. I did not highlight that just because I okay. knew that was rubbish. We must talk about that one. Okay. Um. Well, no, 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 no. Are you buying this or no? Then we'll dissect after that. The whole plan? Yes. Are you that buying he's it? He's willing to make good on it. Are you buying it? No. Me neither. And the reason, Let's go. And, And the reason why I'm not buying it ultimately is because the problem I have with it is I'm, I'm glad we talked about, I'm glad we talked about voting prior to this, right? Understanding the issues, right? And understanding the candidates that you have on your ballot to vote for. What is their platform And their ability to address those issues. Okay. Whoever I vote for in this upcoming election, whether it's on a local level or the national level, right? I'm voting on them based on the belief that they're going to make good on their promises. My belief level should correspond to that person's integrity. Right? If I don't think that they're going to make good on their promise, do should I really believe that they're going to do this? All right. That, yeah, I'm with you. That's just core. That's, just, that, that's no hot take there. That just right. Right. Okay. Let's look at what Trump has promised in pre in the pre- previous election. Wall, number one. But what's the second biggest one? Oh, I don't know. I lost sleep after that one. Okay. Wall is number one. Where's the wall? Somewhere. Okay. There's a wall in your in the room you're currently in, but not, that's not the wall, right? I was right? going to say something that I really shouldn't say, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> okay. We're not the Today Show yet. All right. Well, no, I'm could, not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. It's too soon. Okay, fine. Um, he promised to repeal Obamacare and replace it with something better. Where where Where's the plan? Do we even know what's better? Now, Bernie has talked about something better. Right? Right. Where's Trump's plan that's better than Obamacare? Just wait for it. It's coming. Okay. So he's made a lot of outlandish promises in the past that he in four years never made good on. Right. To a base of people that he knew was in his pocket. Mm -hmm. As a black person, what assurances that I have that you're going to invest 500 billion into black com- 500 billion? That's a lot, bro. 500,000 black businesses in a 4-year period? Now, let's talk about let's talk about how how kind of tone deaf his promises are. KKK terrorist organization. Okay, that's fine. But Antifa—that's <laughs> not fine. <laughs> Go ahead. Prosecute them as a terrorist organization. That's fine. That's not fine. No, because leave, leave the KKK alone. No, I'm not saying leave them alone. I just know how the story ends. Okay, fine. Antifa though. Antifa is what is what alerted. It raised my antennas. Okay. Do you see a problem with that? I don't see a problem with Antifa. I do. Enlighten me, sir. I don't support Antifa. Let's be clear with that. Okay. I think a lot of what Antifa does has been counterproductive to people who've been on the front lines advocating for the protection of black lives. Antifa's tearing stuff up. what i've seen republicans do is lump them and black lives matter into the same pot so basically if you're going to make antifa a terrorist organization what does that say for the tamika mallory's and those who have been organizing groups of black people to protest peacefully right right big problem with that number one number two is making safer black communities so basically Highest policing standards. Trump recently tweeted. Um, he tweeted in the in the in the actual um, the protest in Louisiana that ensued after the ruling um, to not indict the officers on the murder of Breonna Taylor, but instead one officer um, for wanton endangerment. He tweeted law and order. Which is a dog whistle, right? For let's put these Negroes in their place. Right. Okay. So if you're making community safer. With highest policing standards, what does that look like? If you consider his messaging up to his point. He's been for upping policing to put people in check. Right. Right. That's kind of tone deaf to black people who want to see police reform and systemic changes that regard policing. That doesn't really hit with me. I understand you're going straight to Chicago when you talk about safer black communities. But you're but we've seen what you tweeted and talked about with Chicago. Send the National Guard in. So you're seeking the army (laughs) on American cities to make it better. I pass. Hmm. I pass. So you asked me, am I, do I buy or sell this? Yeah. I'm selling you. I'm selling this. This is, this is nothing but um, this is political. This is political concern. This is, this is a, Last gasp effort To get some of the black vote That's all that is let me dangle this in front of him And then snatch it away if I get reelected Do you think he will get some of the black vote Because of this yeah I think he's I think he's got I think he's got more Black vote now than I've than I, I Thought he would but yeah he gets He gets a few thousand more with this Um What I have to give Trump credit for Oh In this Trump has done a great job of talking about his plan, <laughs> as opposed to the other candidate, hmm. who has been in a bunker somewhere. Has anyone seen Joe I, Biden? I have not. And and Walker, you want just... to know what's happening to his lead? Slowly dwindling. Uh. It's not. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying, yeah, just because that's my whole sentiment about this whole election this year. Joe Biden has a plan, too, but does he ever talk about it? No. Oh, Does he address? Funny, I got a clip of his plan. You ready? Here's the best part. Did you hear that last part? He has a plan. He just doesn't talk. That's what he talked. That's what you hear when he opens his mouth about the black plan. Okay. Did you Miami hear the a plan Did you hear the too. last part? Yeah, I did. I bet I can run the clip again. no, what was the last part again? Okay, it was, listen. <laughs> I mean, if you if okay, if you're not listening, it, you yeah. may miss it.
1: Now, I heard it. I how <laughs> to make sure.
0: The last chart resonated with me. Gotcha. <laughs> no i but 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 that's my thing like why aren't you talking that you like i was in a barbershop i was in a barbershop i was talking again shout out to the homie lp and he was like yo did you hear about trump's plan and i'm thinking to myself (laughs) you know biden has one too right and there's a lot of people who are just talking about what well, Trump is, but it's because Biden isn't talking. He's not saying anything. He's just he's just going back to whatever nursing home he's in, uh, and just waiting and waiting uh, for waiting to come back out and talk again. And he just goes away. Like I, I just don't understand why you, he's not more visible. You are beyond disrespectful. Again, that I was mad, intentional. I'm meh on this whole election, but you're just disrespectful. That's God's child. Hey, Gatchery. Yes, sir. Can we hold that thought? Because I've, I've been wanting to ask you something. Has anyone ever told you that you give off mom energy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Before today, no. But do tell. This is intriguing. <laughs> Come on. You're disrespectful, Walker. You shouldn't say that, Walker. Walker, don't do that. Give me your hand. <laughs> Let me spank you right now, Walker. <laughs> Excellent. You give off mom energy. Can a brother tell a joke? It's a joke. I just disassembled Trump's plan. Can I throw drabs at at Biden, please? You can. can. Just be respectful is all I ask. You're respectful to Trump. Mama (laughs) Gumble. Next topic, sir. Um... Let's no. Let's stay in the same vein of Trump because I haven't under this whole this whole because it's a lot of news with him. Okay. Again, he's making a lot of news. Uh, presidential debate, buy or sell. You care? Don't care? Don't okay. care. Like I said, it's just I'm meh about this election. This is going to be the the presidential debate is going to be entertaining. Well, because Trump's there. Oh, uh, okay. the memes that's going to oh. come out of this. It's going to be an event. Whether you care about it or not, it's well, going to be a major I'm not event. robbing it of its event caliber qualities. I just don't care. You ask me if I care. No, I'm not going gotcha. to watch it. Fair enough. You're not going to watch it? No. Fair enough. I'd um, rather watch European rugby. <laughs> also, too, we don't have to discuss this, but uh, Trump announced uh, his Supreme Court pick to replace... Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg I stopped listening when you said we don't have to discuss this What's your next one Walker Citibank has said that racism Has cost the US economy 16 trillion dollars You want to talk about it You want me to toss it I really want to toss it Cost it Racism has Well Let's discuss Tell me well, Tell me is the rationale I want to C- hear it City City has done extensive research And based on metrics Such as disparity in wa- Disparities in wages Education And investments In black owned businesses They've accumulated The economic in- impact Of the past 20 years To boil up to essentially 16 trillion dollars So Um you, you know, I mean, we, we know about the wage gap Between uh, white people and black people, right? That's a thing, okay? It's, it's rough to talk about, but it's there um, So on the flip side, Citi says, you know what? Um, this, is, this is what our math, this is what our metrics have boiled up We have a solution, right? So they're like, hey, if we can find a way To dig deep and look bigger than ourselves And, you know, eliminate the racial gap If we just do that one thing, whatever that means If we just do that one thing we can recover five trillion dollars in terms of GDP effect. Does that answer your question, Walker? So it's the first thing you must yeah. Learn. Do you care? Yeah, but no one does. <laughs> it's just and this is this no is my does. this is my issue with stuff like this. City, city, and Citibank, financial corp, whatever you're trading as a letter C on the on the Dow Jones. Okay, whoever you are. Thank you for doing this research. <laughs> Thank you for the numbers. But your your proposed help is to eliminate the ra- the racial gap. What is that like we we need you to dissect that more <laughs> cuz you just can't you can't just expect people see this and say okay, well, <laughs> I don't care about hating black people anymore. No, like we let's again. I like what you did. I like what you did, City. I like what you did, City. But there, there are other issues before that. (laughs) That's just how I see it, and that's 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 how when people say, "Oh, Walker, look at me. I'm going to donate five million to racial equality. What does that mean? (laughs) I hear you. I'm going to donate five million to the hearts of these men who never cared about us." I think I think what they are doing that I can appreciate is they are providing context to people who don't understand how racism is in, in full play today and how it impacts Black people. I think it provides context. Again, I don't think that message was for you because you don't need that lesson. You understand full well. So I think there is value in what City did. Now, again, in terms of solutions as to how to address it, Again, that's where you are because you understand the issue. I think there is value to what City did because there are people who really have drank the Kool-Aid that racism is not an issue today. Income Citibank to says, uh, yeah, it is. In fact, for the past 20 years, this is, what, this is what it has cost Black people. Fair? Fair. And let me soften my heart on this one, Walker, because really when you start to talk about money you get folks attention and when you start throwing out acronyms like gdp you get folks attention okay let me let me, let me back up my bad. that's all I'm saying, my bad. you're just you don't you that message really was not for you I, because see, you, you don't, don't need the numbers. you see, know it's there. But this is how I go, bro. like I gotta get the emotions out and then i then then my heart my heart starts to soften and I start to think and process fair enough, yeah, fair okay. enough. Thank that's you. why i am I'm, I'm still rolling with you, and yeah. I'm like, listen that that's that just I didn't need and again, that's why I said I don't I mean, who cares? The Reason why I said who cares is because black people are like, okay, catch them up to where we are. We've been saying this for God knows how long, right? <laughs> yeah, right. But right. there's a there's a group of people in our country who don't have that context or understanding. So again, I appreciate them for doing that. But yeah, water is wet, but some people have to jump into the water to the lake to figure oh, that out. This stuff is really wet. <laughs> okay. What else you got, Walker? I have nothing else. Oh, sh- hey, well, then let's get into the good stuff. Walker, shout outs and player of the week. Mine's going to be easy. I'm sure you probably saw this one coming a mile away. But, dude, I'm going to shout out Prime Primetime <laughs> Sanders. He's my shout out, too. Hey, hey, out. I can share, Walker. Dude, so he was named head coach for Jackson State University football team. Um, it is also reported I don't know how true this is, Walker But maybe you can shed light on this But he's hired an all-star uh, coaching, uh, Supporting coaching cast And former black NFL players And and uh, former black NFL coaches To, um, to uh, comprise his coaching staff At Jackson State uh, Walker, I don't know if you got to hear Or see his speech But oh my goodness I'm going to see if I've got at least one year of eligibility left Because I want to go play for that guy uh, this is great for Jackson State. This is uh this is a great move by Dion. Some some folks I talked to about this, they question, well, you know, he's only coached the high school level. Get out of here with that mess. Um <laughs> Dion. Who Dion, said that? So, so, I hate to make this racial, but I had a contingent of, of, of my Caucasian collective uh corner me with this. We're read the heck out of his room. <laughs> <laughs> but we're all we we love prime time. he's great you know but anyway uh <laughs> but I, you know hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on, hold on. hey Gus Mazan. <laughs> wait you got Chad Morris on three-way <laughs> good job yesterday against Kentucky <laughs> I know you learned that in high school
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> get the frick out of here with that man <laughs> At any rate, Walker, uh, this is great for JSU. This is great for the culture, and I love that Dion made this uh, made this move. Before I hit that sound effect, Walker, what you got to add to this? Um, you couldn't put it better. I couldn't put it better myself, man. Um, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Jackson State. I'm happy that he's excited. A lot of uh, young high school kids that want to go to an HBCU. That is dope. Um, I'm loving this. I'm loving everything about it. I am low-key thinking about Adopting uh, that school No, 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 no What's that? No, don't bandwagon this thing, Walker Stick to your guns I can't rock State and Jackson State? Uh, Just rock them all, I guess I don't care anymore I I don't understand. What you gonna do when they play Walker? What you gonna do? What, <laughs> what am you, I gonna do? Yeah, what you gonna do? You gonna get one of the nice shirts with it, with this cut down the middle? Right? You gonna have Aiden on this side? You gonna have Jack Stale on this side? You gonna have Sanders twenty one on the back? I know what you gonna do, Walker. Get out of here, man! If you don't stick with one squad and ride it out, get out of here. Bandwagon. I can't stand people like you. I'ma rock with this team and this team. <laughs> oh, I'm done. Okay, good. Um Can we can we go ahead and hit the round of applause for Dion? <laughs> Walker, why do you do this? Do what? Why do you Why do you show up every week to be? exposed to this my wife asked me that (laughs) i asked myself that god asks me that um even i ask you and i'm the problem (laughs) are you still the problem at this point because i can easily walk away (laughs) walker let's get to the foolishness mine is really really dumb can i go first go first walker have you ever been to clearwater florida I passed through Clearwater, Florida Okay um, You ever played the lottery in Clearwater, Florida? You don't seem like a no. gambling type Okay Well, let me let me talk about one of your homeboys Herbert McClellan So, um, Herbert, you know, he was just like Hey H-Mac H-Mac, you remember him? Yeah! Third grade Y'all used to, y'all used to hang out in the park all, all Over the west side even, Knock it off <laughs> Herbert had a great idea, right? So um he was like, "Man, I got to get rich quick. I'm going to his lottery, right?" So he goes into this Speedway gas station in Clearwater, Florida, and um he's purchasing something, right? And then he asks the clerk to get him what what the uh, article alleges to be maybe a cigarette or something behind the counter, right? So as soon as the clerk goes to turn her back to grab said item, he reaches across and grabs a handful of lottery tickets, right? These little scratch and... Not scratch and sniff, but the scratch and win, okay? So he grabs them, quickly puts them in Scratches his... Sniff <laughs> a lottery ticket is crazy. Go
1: ahead.
0: <laughs> so he, he stashes them real quick, puts them in his pocket, right? No one knows anything. I'm sure there are cameras there. But um, you know, he gets his whatever from behind the counter, pays for it, and he gets out of there. So... Herbert did what anyone would do in the situation Walker he went to his car right And he got his little quarter and he's Scratching them. let's see if I win Some bread here okay uh, Not that one uh, not that one. Uh, oh, okay I hit I hit for $200 On this one okay cool let, let me sit To the side and scratch out the rest of them So he collects his winning Scratch and win tickets and gets right back out of the car, walks right back into the speedway. I'm talking Walker, not even half an hour after this, this incident and claims and goes to claim his winnings. Right. So a um, little, little thing here, Herbert, you see gas stations, especially in that area where the cash cashier is, they're um they're highly surveillanced, right? And in this case, for this particular speedway, they had a very anal OCD guy who wasn't at the speedway, but was was at his home watching the camera. So while he was scratching and winning, you know, the, the uh, reconnaissance is happening. You know, he's calling the clerk at the front saying, "Hey, this guy wearing this, this, and this just swiped a whole bunch of uh, lottery tickets." Okay, uh, call the cops, send them the video, da da. Didn't he didn't have to do that, right? Because he here comes Herbert walking right back in. <laughs> you know? hey, let me save you that nine one one call. Here I am, the big Dumbo that I am. So um, he goes to he goes to uh, cash out his scratch and win tickets, and uh, the clerk asks him, you know, hey, well, congratulations, you know, hey, um, let me let me check out these other people. You stand right over here, and I'm going to go get your get your cash, you know, because you won the lottery, right? And so Herbert, being the dummy that he is, he stands there and waits. And um, not only does the cash come, but who else comes, Walker? The boys in blue. Uh, So (laughs) they got this guy about here really quickly. Moral of the story here, Walker, is when you steal your scratch and sniff or your scratch and win tickets, maybe go to another Speedway and cash those out. Um, You know, Ren did this once, and here's what he had to say about it. You idiots! Wow! Wow! Well, again, you know, not a lot of intelligent criminals out there. So, my player of the week goes out to um, a member of the Auburn family. But you know, at the tipping point, we don't we we don't. Hey, we don't play favorites. Uh, anybody can get it at the anybody. tipping point, right? Um, Charles Barkley. Um, as well as Shaquille O'Neal. So if you're not aware, um, Charles Barkley and Shaq are two of the main hosts or stars of NBA on TNT, which covers NBA games. And they actually had their last airing um, yesterday because they were covering the Western Conference Finals, which concluded with the Lakers winning over uh, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, in in the five, five games, basically. But I think it was game four, which was on a Thursday. They were speaking and talking about the Breonna Taylor situation. And as you guys know, when the NBA returned or resumed play in the bubble, they've been going hard on promoting uh, racial justice or the injustice against black people. Uh, promoting Breonna Taylor and LeBron and other athletes have been leading the charge, really wanting for the officers responsible for Breonna Taylor's death to come to justice, be arrested. Um, and so that's been part of the messaging with the NBA this whole time. Well, Barkley has some comments to make in regards to the ruling this past Wednesday. Gat, roll that for us.
1: This one was, I don't think it was like George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and things like that. And I just feel gl- sad that this young lady lost her life. But I am worried that we lump all these situations in together. And I feel just bad the young lady lost her life. Uh, but, you know, we do have to take into account that her boyfriend did shoot at the cops and shot a cop. So, like I say, even though I'm really sorry she lost her life, I don't think that we can just say we can put this in the same situation with George Floyd and, Ahma- and Ahmaud Aubrey. I just don't believe that. You know, I hear these fools on TV talking about defund the police and things like that. We need police reform and prison reform and things like that. Because you know who ain't gonna defund the cops? White neighborhoods and rich neighborhoods. So that notion they keep saying that I'm like, wait a minute, we just gonna leave, who who are black people supposed to call Ghostbusters when we have crime in our neighborhoods? We need police reform. But like I say, white people, especially rich white people, they're always gonna have cops. So we need to stop that defund or embolish the cops crap.
0: All right. So those were Barclays comments, and and listen. What I don't want to do is have another shut up and dribble moment just because I disagree with another athlete. Barkley is entitled to his opinions, and he has a platform that grants him the opportunity to speak his mind freely. What I do have a problem with is when people speak from a place of complete and utter ignorance. And that's one of the things that we try to not do here. We may not get it right all the time, but you can at least see the effort we've taken and try to educate ourselves on the issues, right? The issue with this, with with Barkley's comments, and we got it, we got it because it was loaded. Number one, he has a problem with us putting Brianna Taylor in the same bucket as a George Floyd and Ahmad Arbery. Not because of what Breonna did, But because of what her boyfriend did All her boyfriend did was try to protect Her and himself From who he thought was intruders And the the Problem I have Gatchery, with this Is it shows a complete Lack of empathy number one on his Part towards the family And towards Kenneth Walker Because when you empathize, you're able to put yourself in someone's shoes, which is something that you actually did early in the episode. If I'm in the bed with someone that I love and care about after midnight and I hear banging on the door. I ask who it is and no one responds. This is according to Kenneth Walker. This is his testimony. He never heard the people banging on the door say who they were. They use a battering ram. To bust through the door and they're in street clothes. How does he know that they're police? How do they know that, Chuck? How does he know that? And if, and Barkley, Barkley knows good and well if someone was to bust through the door of his house, he, what you're telling me, Chuck, is if they're dressed in street clothes, you wouldn't bust your gun. This is the same person who threw someone out of a window. Early in his playing career, you're telling me that someone someone breaks into your home in street clothes, you're thinking, wait, maybe they could be the police. Let me check first <laughs> before I bust my gun. That's what that's what Kenneth was supposed to do, right, Barkley? So the problem I have with this is that it's just his assumption is based off of a lot of misinformation. Information that that has been omitted. That changes the entire story here. And it it goes to what Malcolm X has said. LeBron talked about it. Black women have been some of the most disrespected people in the history of this world, of, of this society. So and for Shaq to agree with that just shows that either one of you, while you have a right to speak your opinion, is coming from a place of ignorance. And we have talked extensively on this podcast about how defunding the police can actually be beneficial if you take a very intelligent approach to it. Defund does not mean abolish. If we put money from excessive police budgets so that they don't afford tanks and put it into programs that can help people, uh, the groups and organizations that deal with mental health cases that maybe Daniel Prude will still be alive today for Charles Barkley and not dead. Because when police showed up, all they knew was their training, which was how to subdue, put a bag over someone's head and hold them down until they become unconscious. So when we talk about defunding the police, we're talking about redirecting funds from excessive budgets so that these organizations who can help address these issues that people are having, instead of calling nine one one, they can call these people and get the help that they need. So these aren't fools who are talking about defund the police. They have taken the time to educate themselves, Barkley and Shaq about what the issues are. And Black people do need police, but black people also need to trust police, which speaks back again to the whole Breonna Taylor situation. There is a mistrust that when police do something wrong, they act as though they're above the law. And if they act as though they're above the law and there's no accountability, how can we trust you to do the right thing? You're nothing more than a gang. You're just repping your set when it goes wrong. And you have the attorney general, you have people in place to, to to sweep it under the rug and protect them and leave that family out to dry. So again, Barkley, Shaq, you're free to believe whatever you want to believe. I would just ask that you would speak from a place of intelligence, you know, someone who actually has taken the time to educate themselves on what actually happened. And hopefully you have enough of a moral compass and empathy to say, you know what, this was a really messed up situation. And if I don't have anything good to say and I can't show solidarity, maybe it might be in my best interest to not say anything. But since you can't do that, I have a friend in Khaled who can let you know what we think about your opinion. Congratulations. You played yourself. (laughs) I'm done. I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm done with 2020, and I'm I'm done with a lot of people. A lot of people. Um, I have a come get your boy. Oh, Tory Lanes drop Daystar. Don't roll your eyes. Don't roll your eyes. You still streaming his music? Uh, you checking for old Tory? He released it the day after the day after the day or second or day or two after the uh, ruling with Breonna Taylor.
1: He dropped he it Friday, day in
0: which he now I'm done. I'm still talking in which he addresses the situation. He actually goes back at people like J.R. Smith and certain artists who pull their support of him He's given his side of the story through his art. And because of the backlash, he says that he's going to donate a portion of the proceeds to his album to, uh, the fund for Brianna Taylor's Brianna Taylor's family, I believe. And he, wait, I have it right here. Let's see here. He is going to, Oh yeah. Yeah. Donated to organizations supporting women, children, and victims of violence, as well as the Breonna Taylor Foundation. There we go. Um, I just say, Gat, you know, since, you know, you still stream his album and you still rock with him. You're not cancel culture. You're you're I want you to go get your boy. But I just want to ask, are you going to listen? Have you listened already? I have heard certain bits and pieces that they played on Swear in the Morning. Um, does that answer your question, sir? Yeah. Are you going to stream it? That's a loaded question. I thought it was pretty direct. Are you going to listen to the the, the album or not? What is listening really? I mean, do we do we ever really listen or do we just hear? Is that the sound of Gatry being backed into a corner? Uh, he should have. He should have nicknamed the album "Tone Deaf," is what he should have named it. I will say this, right, uh, Walker, and I'll go on record: the timing of this could not have been any worse for this guy. Should have called it "Tone Deaf." Now he he people his team alluded that it's released on the day that his mother his mother's birthday and the day that she passed. His mom died on her birthday. That's, that's what his team said Lord have mercy That's what his team said Um, Still very tone deaf And I think it's tacky Now I think Tory Lanez deserves to be heard But doing it With an album in which you can profit off of Tacky You can't profit if no one listens Which leads me to my question Are you listening What'd you say? Ronnie Gastry, ladies and gentlemen. Or should I say Mama Gumble? I don't have anything else. Do you have anything? Of course not, Walker. (laughs) All I got are are these broken clocks. (laughs) Who sings that, Walker? All I've got are these broken clocks. The singer of the new hit song, Hit Different. Maybe. SZA? That's my homegirl, SZA? That tell you about my lottery dreams? No. You can tell me after the podcast is over. <laughs> May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. Shall we go in peace and prosper? Do well. Be safe. And as always, I am Caesar Walker. That guy over there supporting Tory Lanes is Ronnie Gumble, aka Ronnie Gatry, and we are the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks for listening.